Hello and welcome to FITV's News Roundup. I'm Paula Fomes. And I'm Catherine Daniels. Coming up on this week's programme, Legislative Assembly Breakdown, Crafty Creations from the Craft Exhibition and Wink Six of the Darts. Fraser Wallace, former General Manager of Figas, has died. He was 60 years of age. Fraser is fondly remembered by all as having a great sense of humour and for many years performed in Fioda productions including Boeing Boeing in 1991 and A Murderers Announced in 1999. He also regularly took part in variety shows for Farmers Week where he would present a comedy news sketch. The budget sitting of the Legislative Assembly took place on Tuesday morning. The sitting began in the traditional way with His Excellency the Governor Nigel Phillips delivering his annual address to the Assembly on the budget for the new financial year. Here's Paula with more. His Excellency the Governor. Would you please stand? Your Excellency, good morning and welcome to the Legislative Assembly. I invite you to address the House. Thank you. Would you please sit down? Once greeted by the Speaker of the House, Mr Keith Biles, His Excellency the Governor, began his speech by reflecting upon the previous year and the global upheaval due to the coronavirus pandemic. There is nowhere in the world that has not been affected by the impact of the pandemic, he said, and the Falkland Islands is no different. While we have been able to control the number of positive cases, this has been in no small part due to the cooperation of the community in complying with the strict quarantine and self-isolation measures. Although we have not experienced lockdown in the same way as many other countries, the Falkland Islands is a place that embraces freedom in all its forms, and I know that these restrictions have made life difficult. The welfare of our people has been paramount throughout the course of the pandemic. But government has also needed to act decisively to support our local businesses, which have required financial stimulus over the past year, in particular in our tourism and agriculture sectors. Moving on to the budget itself, the Financial Secretary was invited to report on the proceedings of the Select Committee on the Estimates. The Financial Secretary said that for the financial year 2020-2021, there was a forecast operating budget surplus of £11.1 million, compared to an original budget surplus of £9.9 million. Overall revenue for Falkland government for this current financial year is now forecast at approximately £97 million. Of this forecast revenue for 2020-21, the bulk is driven by over £30 million of corporation and personal tax, nearly £30 million relating to fishing licence fees and £11 million of investment income. The Falkland Islands Government maintains a healthy consolidated fund balance which more than covers the entirety of our funding requirements for financial year 2021-22. It is the consolidated fund that represents the unrestricted funds belonging to the Falkland Islands Government that are not already allocated to other purposes. I'm very confident that we will continue to maintain and deliver a healthy position. We spoke to MLA Mark Pollard, who gave his thoughts on an unprecedented year impacted by COVID-19 and his analysis of the budget. I mean, there's no no secret. It's been a fairly tough year with, um, with, with COVID-19 uh, impacting everything. There's been a lot of work consumed by Brexit, um, but the, the good news is that we have actually managed to get on with some other things as well. It has delayed a lot of work. I, I feel like some 
certain amount of time has been been robbed from this assembly really by uh, by those events. But um, but I am really proud of the community effort in in dealing with um, you know particularly in the the COVID reaction. So you know whilst I think we've seen. Uh, seen some things um, you know, pushed further down the line, I think um, the response has been, been fantastic. In the summary court on the 28th of May, the Globe Tavern was reissued its licence. In a contested hearing, the Justices of the Peace heard from landlord Mr Don Peake, Assistant Manager Nicola Clark and PC Martin Anstey. Mr Peake spoke to say that on occasions he and his staff had assisted the police when trouble broke out near to the Globe. He also mentioned the fact that there is a CCTV system in place, as well as door staff and door counters. PC Martin Anstey said in opposition that Mr Peake could do more and mentioned in particular that CCTV footage was hard to obtain. The Justices of the Peace reissued the licence and said, It is our view that Mr Peake has shown us that he has made improvements to the globe. One case appeared in the summary court on Wednesday. Here's Hannah with more. Henry Guala Oyazo appeared in the summary court on Wednesday facing one charge of fraud. Crown Counsel Mr Stuart Walker told the court how Mr Oyazo had, on or before the 4th of April, used a quantity of electricity dishonestly and without authority. Mr Walker said that electricians had discovered a wire bypassing the electric meter, meaning that electricity was going into the property and not being monitored. Mr Oyazo had installed the cable while he was staying in the property as he could not afford the electricity at the time. He had voluntarily gone to the police station and made a full confession. When sentencing, the justices of the peace took into account his early guilty plea and previous good character. Mr Oyazo was ordered to pay £200 compensation, given a £140 fine and told to pay court costs of £150. After over a year of closures and repair works, the swimming pool at Stanley Leisure Centre reopened to the public last Sunday. Multiple issues, including fibreglass linkages, had deemed the facility previously unsafe before repair work began in 2019. With the work now complete, MLA Dr Barry Ellsby cut the ribbon and members of the Stanley Swimming Club jumped straight in. FITV's Johnny Burke also managed a few lengths before chatting to FIG project manager Anthony Van Rensburg about the refurbishment. This year's midwinter swim in icy local waters may have been cancelled, but midwinter indoor swimming in Stanley is very much back. That's because refurbishment works on Stanley Leisure Centre's swimming pool are now complete, with Stanley Swimming Club members completing the first official lengths last Sunday. The pool reopening ends a long wait stretching back to 2019, which is when going for a dip indoors had last been possible in Stanley. I arrived on the island in August 2019. We started looking at the project basically when I started. Uh, we drained, started draining the pool November 2019 and started investigating the, the condition of the pool and we worked on many, many um, different uh, challenges on the way. Anthony Van Rensburg and his project team will stay involved on site for the next year, monitoring the pool and ensuring everything is working as it should. 
After a hiatus last year, the craft exhibition was back in 2021 and bigger than ever. One of the organisers of the event, Louise Taylor, told us about this year's event and we caught up with Alison Howe, who had exhibited some eco-dyeing, and also Tiffany May, who had tried her hand at leatherwork during last year's lockdown. We have found that this year our entries overall are up on the last show that we did in terms of the exhibits that you see around you and I think from the people point of view we've had great attendance, lots of people coming through the doors especially given the snowy weather that we've got outside so we had a steady stream of people in yesterday, Saturday and equally we've got a steady stream of people in today so really good news all around I think. What, do you, what would you call this? What's this whole category called? Eco-dyeing. And it's just natural from plants. Everything, like yeah. the dye and everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, rusty nails okay. and vinegar. And that's about it. And cooking, you steam it. So what kind of, what kind of stuff have you used here? Well, um, this is the local uh, lichen. And uh, eucalyptus, eucalyptus. Uh, strawberry local fern the small fern and dried seed heads the colors depend how long you cook them for or steam them for and how concentrated your rust solution is because you soak the leaves in a rust solution I've always wanted to learn leather work but all like the books were like here learn a belt and I wanted to make something that really interested me so I found this guy who started doing classes online during lockdown. He, he actually designs armor for TV shows like Lord of the Rings and The Mandalorian. And he now does a whole series and he just gives you his templates and does a YouTube video and you just follow along and yeah, you, uh, you cut it out and you smooth it off and you paint it and then you build it. And it took me quite a while because I didn't have all the bits and I had to keep ordering things offline. But I finally got there after about two months. In the first ever Ladies Indoor Bowls Championship, five ladies were seeking victory in a tournament spanning over a month. In the final, Daphne Arthur Ullman faced off against 2020 short mat champion Debbie Horton. It was to be Daphne's day, picking up the accolade of the first Ladies Indoor Bowls Champion. The men's section of the tournament is still underway and will conclude at the start of July. In week six of the darts, not a lot of change at the top of the table as Otto's Outlaws, Strugglers and Scuds all won their matches easily this week. Darts of Hazard make the biggest leap of the week from last week's 12th position to this week at 9th after their 11-4 victory over the Pale Maidens. No game for the snowmen this week. And finally, you may have noticed it's a little bit cold. And although the winter weather undoubtedly has its drawbacks, a group of locals have used the recent snow and ice to carve themselves into the history books. Johnny went along and spoke to ice hockey organiser Grant Budd. Well, generally, just with the uh, recent weather, um, it just came across to me the, just the other day and I just messaged um, Sam Cockrell and I just said, you know, we should go and have a look for a pond because I'm certain that there's going to be something thick enough for us to skate on. And um, I just remembered the, the old reservoir over, you know, over on the camber. It was Andrew Miller who turned around and said, oh, the one higher up, that looks perfect. So, of course, we came up here and wow, yeah, it was. Well, it's the size of what you'd probably say like a recreational rink or a training rink. But this is no difference in size, I'd say, from when we was in uh, Punta Arenas. 
So, and this is, you know, this is all, you know, the Falklands needs is something of this, of this, you know, size. Doesn't need to be any bigger. And there's so much you can gain from it. I mean, just look at, look at the kids, they're just loving it. And if you think about it, the kids that are actually on here now, I mean, you've got Clegg's, um, he hasn't been on the ice since Miami. So that's, you know, 2019. Some of these kids haven't been on the ice since 2018. And it's like ducks to water again, you know, it's just fantastic. I mean, for me, it's, it's really difficult because I grew up on ice skates. So to go to inline was, was, you know, it's slightly tough, but then to actually go back to ice skating, it's more difficult for me, you know, so to see these kids, you know, gain what they've gained in just a few hours. And I say this is, you know, it's frustrating because we just need something like this just for the winter time. Um, wouldn't cost a lot to run, just a perfect scenario, you know, and then we can carry on with the inline, you know, in the summer season as well. Some people might, might fear that it might potentially not be safe. Is this, is this not a worry at all? Like it's, it, seems, it seems like it's decently frozen over, everyone's skating around fine, but some people might say, are you taking a risk skating on this? I would say life is a risk, you know, for everybody, no matter what we do. You know, you've got kids that are sledging out, out in front of fixed school. They, this is no more dangerous. You know, we come, we check it, check the thickness. Um, you know, we've got precautions, you know, here, just in case, that's why we've got so many adults here. But generally, it's no more of a risk and, and it's pond hockey. This is the first time, as far as I know, there could be some, you know, fairly old people, you know, of the generation in the Falcons that may know of somebody that they saw playing, you know, ice hockey, but as far as I know to this present day, no, I think this is probably the first time and the first location and what a great rink and yeah, and Clegg's has just fallen over. <laughs> if you'd like to know more about FITV Life, then you can download our podcast, Meanwhile in the Falklands, which is available on Spotify, SoundCloud and iTunes. It's a behind the scenes look at life here at FITV Towers. That's it for this week's edition of FITV's News Roundup. Don't forget you can watch FITV via the KTV Broadcasting Service or online through our website, fitv.co.fk. Join us next time. Goodbye.